Good morning, Las Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am. Today, my guests are Dr. Levin of Henderson Pediatrics. We're going to talk about the new COVID-19 vaccination. It's not FDA approved yet, but there is another vaccination on the way. Um, I'm going to bring in Dr. Levin, and we're going to talk about the double-blind study that is going on right now. He's one of the investigators uh, for the study. And uh, we're going to talk some COVID. Nevada has opened up. About half of Nevadans are vaccinated. And we have a new vaccination that will be coming uh, sooner or sooner than later. So let's bring in Dr. Levin of Henderson Pediatrics. Hi, Dr. Levin. Hi, Xander. Can you do me a favor? We're going to start over and you're going to adjust your camera because you're sideways. <laughs> How do you want me to adjust the camera? You have to flip it because you are, there you go. All right. There you go. Let me take it out of the case because okay. it's a little bit. Perfect. Okay. Dr. Levin, thank you for being here. So welcome to It's Where I Am. So you are one of the investigators for a new vaccination for COVID-19 that is in a double-blind study. Has not been FDA approved yet, but will be coming to loss, will be coming to the country. Uh sooner than later. Can you tell us about this vaccine that's being sponsored by Novavax? Is that right? Right. Novavax, uh, they, they produce a, a vaccine that is based on protein and not the messenger RNA or the adenovirus containing DNA for um, the spike protein. They actually produce the spike protein in a laboratory dish. Um, and then that spike protein is then used, it's purified, and uh, they use that as, the, as the, the vaccine, not messenger RNA or an adenoviral vector with DNA for the genetic instructions for the this spike This meeting protein. is being recorded. Stop. We got to go. Um, we got to back up. So sorry. I paused it when I had to wait for you. So we're going to go back. Sorry, Kev, we got to go back. Kevin, can you come here for a second? I'm so sorry. No problem. How do I get this back on me? Because it's just showing Dr. Levin. Like, even when I'm speaking, it's not coming, it's not showing me. Is it gallery? No. It's just on speaker. I think it's because he's... Louder? No, it's just that his microphone is being picked up. No, maybe not. 
that. Sure. So let me put him in the waiting room and then I'll do split gallery. How about that? Sure. Okay. Okay. Damn, what I said was perfect. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Oh, but I can still. Oh, it's not recorded. Never mind. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am. Today, my guests are Dr. Levin of Henderson Pediatrics. He's the, he's the lead investigator for a new COVID-19 vaccination. Um, Nevada's opening up. People have gotten the Pfizer vaccine. They've gotten Moderna. Now there is another vaccination that will be coming our way. Um, it is in a double-blind study at the moment. It is not FDA approved yet. However, it's coming. So... I wanted this guest to be on the show to tell us more about this new vaccination. So let's bring in Dr. Levin and discuss this new COVID-19 vaccination. Hello, Dr. Levin. Hi. Thank you for being on It's Where I Am. My pleasure. So I was telling our listeners about the new COVID-19 vaccination that is not FDA approved yet. However, it will be coming our way sometime in the near future. You've already worked with adults, or the study has already worked with adults, and now they are vaccinating adolescents. So can you tell us more about the new COVID-19 vaccine? All right, so it's Novavax. Novavax. Okay. is the name of the company. And uh, this takes a more conventional or traditional approach to vaccination. Uh, most of other vaccines, and uh, up to this, up to the point of the messenger RNA vaccines, were vaccines that had either uh, attended, uh, modified proteins from the pathogens or pathogens that were disabled so that they could not cause disease but would create immune response. Um, and this. The Novavax vaccine uses the spike protein, which they produce uh, artificially in the laboratory uh, to vaccinate uh, individuals. In contrast with the messenger RNA vaccines that are already emergency use approved by the, by the FDA, which are the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The first two are used messenger RNA, which is injected, the messenger RNA gets into the cells of the body and uses our cells as factories to produce the spike protein, which then our body sees as foreign uh, invaders okay. and the body develops an immune, system, immune reaction to them. The Johnson & Johnson um, uses a adenovirus uh, that's been disabled that has spliced into it a DNA code for the spike protein and um, that gets injected, a few cells get infected with that virus, they become factories for producing the spike protein that our bodies then react to and develop the immunity to. And Novavax takes a more traditional approach that we have with like our hepatitis B vaccine, where there's a recombinant protein made in the lab. It's the recombinant protein which is injected, so it skips that step 
of turning our cells into factories that make the spike protein. Okay. Okay. So you brought up Johnson and Johnson. Right. So with this Novavax, once it becomes approved, because it sounds as if it's going, it's going to get there. It's going to get approved, right? It appears to be. It's in the. It's at the FDA now. All the data is there, and uh, they're looking to obtain an emergency use approval, like the other vaccines uh, have already. That they expect to have this quarter. Oh wow! So it's coming pretty soon. So by right. 2022, Novavax should may be available. Right. It would it be possibly, I mean, when the other vaccines got their EUA approval, mm-hmm. there was vaccine available, essentially already produced and ready and being distributed so that as soon as they got the EUA approval, we had vaccines to administer to the, to the public. And, and uh, so presumably this will happen with Novavax as soon as it gets the EUA approval. So will it be easier to store than the other vaccines? Because I know that was an issue at one time. Yes, this vaccine does not require uh, freezing. It can be stored at refrigerated temperatures. Okay, okay. Logistically, that's going to make it um, much easier. Some of the other, like Pfizer right now, it has to be stored. But once it's um, thawed, it can be held now for almost 30 days, and that's what many offices in town are using uh, right now. The health district has distributed it. In fact, Henderson Pediatrics has the Pfizer vaccine available for anyone 12 and above. They don't even have to be a patient there. They don't have to be a pediatric patient. Um, And uh, so so the storage uh, situation, even for that vaccine, has changed since it originally came out. Um, This vaccine will be much easier to ship. Okay. Uh, it'd be much easier for worldwide distribution if it doesn't need those extreme freezing temperatures to maintain stability until uh, it's open. So that's one of the advantages of Novavax vaccine. I think there may be others. Mm-hmm. And then, so what about the variants with this vaccine? What are the what are the variants with that? How do they compare with the other? Uh, vaccinations that are already, or vaccines that are already here? So the press release, I think it was about two weeks ago when Novavax said they were, it was being uh, submitted to the uh, FDA, an overall efficacy, including all the strains of 90%. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's even better than the, than the other two. I'm not even, I'm not even including Johnson and Johnson. I just like totally took them out of my brain waves a long time ago. Johnson & Johnson's lower. Uh, Moderna and Pfizer originally said 95%, roughly 95%, and that was before some of these other strains came in. So even, I think, Pfizer's saying uh, about 85 88%. Don't quote me, but it looks like this is a comp- comparable in protection, and we are still talking for all these vaccines relatively short times to, to see what they're, they're doing, and the story is still being written every day with all all these vaccines right but this is this novavax it's the research has gone on longer than the than the pfizer and moderna is that correct uh 
No, the uh, the Novavax vaccine research got the trials started after the Pfizer, the Moderna and Pfizer started last uh, summer. Okay. Novavax, I believe, was in the fall. Uh, I was uh, brought on, their site was brought on only to do the pediatric expansion of the of the uh, adult study, which was done in the United States. One of the studies was done in the United States and Mexico and had 30,000 participants in it. And they did something slightly different than a double-blinded uh, trial. It's the same model they're using in pediatrics, where everyone, what they have is called a blinded crossover. So, and they also increased the number of patients initially getting the vaccine from 50-50, like in the other studies, to two to one getting vaccine over placebo. Um, and so patients enter the subjects, enter the studies, uh, and they don't know. And the, you know, the only people who know what they got are, are what's called the uh, unblinded staff who actually handle the vaccine, uh, are told by the randomization uh, software what patient will get what. And they actually draw, go in the refrigerator, drop the vaccine or the placebo, and they're the ones who know. So the patients don't know what they get. And I don't know what they get. And my staff who are doing the, uh, the intakes for this, they don't know what the patients are getting. And then, and, and then they bring everybody back for a, another round of injections. And if they got placebo in the first part of the study, they'll get the vaccine in the second part of the study and vice versa. So that's called a, um, a, a blinded crossover. Okay. Whereas the other studies did, um, everybody came in, got either placebo or vaccine, and they were followed to the point where they had enough data based on case collection of COVID infections uh, to the, and, and when they determined that the vaccine looked efficacious, they brought everybody back in or did it over the phone, depending on the study, mm -hmm. and let everybody who was a placebo patient know that they got the placebo and then offered them the vaccine. Okay. So that's blinding. So it's, it's a slightly different way of doing the study. So can you explain to our listeners what is the benefit of even having a placebo? Why not just give the vaccination? Explain that for us. Okay, because, well, the placebo studies is where they determine does the vaccine work? Are the side effects due to the vaccine the side effects that people report after getting it are they are they are they due to a placebo or are they getting the vaccine? The mind is very powerful, as you know. Yes. And when thinks they're getting an injection of vaccine, they may report uh, symptoms, and uh, but if they don't know whether they had the placebo or the vaccine, um, it's people do report symptoms of placebos, and I can vouch for that from personal experience here, and that's a general uh, construct for, for placebo uh, studies. Um, the case-driven aspects of these studies were, um, so if you have a placebo and a vaccine, we don't know if these vaccines work yet. We only knew from phase one and phase two trials that they generated antibodies, and the antibodies worked in a test tube against the virus. And the question was, in the real world, do these vaccines uh, work? So people, uh, the original studies 
overall wanted uh, people at high risk for severe complications of COVID as well as people at high risk to get the infection, essential workers essentially. Um, so people got these, uh, the series of uh, the two injections for the Moderna, Pfizer was set up the same way uh, and uh, Novavax is done the same way. And then they went about their lives, uh, presumably distancing, wearing masks, washing their hands, uh, but some of them were in high-risk positions, working in medical, taking care of patients, working in you know, front frontline workers, as we say, and not necessarily just in the medical, but people in stores, casinos for, for Las Vegas as things opened up. And if you recall, back around Thanksgiving through January, there were huge numbers of cases of COVID overall. We had those yes. high numbers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so inevitably, when you're enrolling 30,000 patients across the country in a study, um, some of these people got COVID. So they were instructed, and plus there was surveillance phone calls to uh, reach out to the patients to remind them to contact if they had any symptoms at all of COVID. People were brought in, and the cases mounted pretty quickly, much quicker than anybody expected, for all these subjects who were in this study and who got COVID. So once they had a certain number, and those numbers are determined uh, by the sponsors uh, and their biostatisticians, they needed a certain number of patients to develop COVID. And then they did what was called interim analysis. What that means is uh, at the sponsor level, that sponsors are the pharmaceutical companies and the organizations that run the studies for, for them, they then looked and so looked at all these cases. Let's say there were 100 people who got COVID. They looked and see whether they got vaccine or placebo. Okay? Okay. And if vaccine worked, that would mean that work, and we can define what work would be uh, of efficacy, but if there were more cases of COVID occurring in the placebo recipients, that would tell you that the vaccine was protective. Okay. 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 And that's where you get, get those numbers. If it was random, if the vaccine didn't do a thing, mm -hmm. you would expect roughly equal numbers of people who got vaccine and people an equal number of people who got placebo to get the infection, stating that meaning that vaccine didn't protect anybody. So those numbers with those initial messenger RNA vaccine trials were much better than we even get with our seasonal flu vaccines. Okay. Um, almost as good as some of the vaccines we consider nearly 100% effective, like measles, for example, measles vaccine. But but wait a minute, doctor. I want to ask you this since you brought up the, the flu. Are we supposed to get a booster with our vaccination of COVID-19? And will there need to be a booster with the Novavax as well? Uh, is there like a booster shot necessary? Like after you get your two shots in another year, you have to get a booster another five years. Is that making sense? Those questions are being looked at right now. Okay. There are going on uh, planned and I believe some have started looking at the third dose of uh, these vaccines in subjects who are in the original studies. So then uh, if you had, say if I had a Moderna shot or a Johnson & Johnson, someone had a Johnson & Johnson shot, 
can they then get a booster of the Novavax or do they have to stick with the same, you know, um, vaccine vaccine that they they took before? We don't know the answer yet. Okay. But they're looking at it. I know of people who aren't in studies who went out and got a second round of vaccines with the other messenger RNA vaccine. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm aware of individuals like that who've taken it upon themselves. I get patients in the study in Moderna, which I, I can talk about, who ask, can I go get a booster shot? And uh, they're not supposed to get a booster shot if they're in the study. It is not recommended yet for anybody to get a booster shot officially. Okay. Um, what, you know, this is where I want to get back to what constitutes a, uh, a good vaccine. If a vaccine that um, prevents disease 100%, that's a great vaccine. We know already, even from the initial data, that these were 95%, 90, 95% effective for the strains that were going on at the time. And uh, there are breakthrough cases that occur. Um, okay. So it's not a, so in terms of preventing the infection 100%, they're not doing that right now. Um, but if the vaccine can reduce or prevent someone from getting extremely sick, hospitalizing, or dying from COVID infection, that's also considered a very effective vaccine. You know, I told a few people that you were coming on the show and I got quite a few questions um, and I want to ask you some of them. And one of them was about the booster. Another was about someone mentioned um, things that have happened to them after they've gotten vaccinated from either Moderna or Pfizer and not reading the um, side effects, you know, often a lot of people feel like, you know, if something happens to them, coincidentally, it's related to the vaccine. And so that ties in with a lot of fear that yes. people have and why people are choosing not to get vaccinated or those who have gotten vaccinated are still afraid that, you know, it's having some, they're having some reaction to it. Can you explain what the side effects are for Novavax? What um, we are seeing with Novavax are local and systemic reactions that you see with many other vaccines. Um, this is what I'm observing in the small, well, six, you know, our patients in the pediatric study. Sore arms, uh, headaches, fevers, um, malaise, you know, just feeling yucky for uh, a couple days at most. Uh, the, the chills and fevers that have been reported have been like 12 hours, similar to what we saw with, with Moderna. The concerning problems, not with Novavax, but with any vaccine that's being, tried, being studied, and again, these studies, because it's a pandemic, because the government uh, said this is a serious health problem, uh, people are dying, we need to get vaccines, is they do an emergency use authorization based on 30,000 people. 15,000, and originally it's only about half of them that got the vaccines. So it's, it's still not the 100 million people that are getting vaccinated now. So if, if there's a more severe side effect than the expected local uh, reactions and the 
system local in, in the systemic reactions that we consider tolerable. I think most people would say, I'm okay having a headache and being tired and having a fever for a day or two or three rather than ending up with uh, pneumonia and long COVID. Or dead. And, and these other problems. Um, then um, people are willing to, to take that. But sure. when you're giving a vaccine, and let's say you have a, uh, let's say you have a, uh, a side effect which occurs, but it, it's only occurring in one in 500,000, one in a million, one in 100,000, mm -hmm. until you get large numbers of people vaccinated, which they do as an, on the emergency basis, that's when you start seeing the rarer side effects. I think you could say that's the example with the Johnson & Johnson and the thrombocytopenia low platelets with the blood clots that are, are rare but devastating. Um, and we're starting, to, and there's now Moderna and Pfizer have put warnings on their labels now stating that there is a risk of myocarditis, an inflammation of the heart. Okay. Uh, Thank you so, for explaining that. <laughs> So, well, anyway, those things have not been seen with Novavax in the 30,000 in, in the U.S. Plus, there were okay. studies in England on Novavax, too. Okay. Uh, so, so will we see those? It's only once it gets the EUA approval. And, and we, uh, I would anticipate if there's, we're not going to see those things because uh, these are different vaccines made a different way. We have a lot more experience with protein-based vaccines and the DNA and RNA vaccines are brand new in terms of being given to hundreds of millions of people. So, um, Dr. Levin, I need you to, I would like you to give your information for the clinic, uh, for your clinic, so that people can find you, research you, look on the website. Can you give us the information to Henderson Pediatrics? Okay, well, Henderson Pediatrics is, uh, my phone number is 702-893-8968. That's a private practice of uh, pediatrics. We start seeing uh, the babies when they're born, and we go up to 18. Uh, we've extended it slightly because people were having trouble with access to health care uh, during COVID, but generally we go to 18 when they're adults. Um and then the, the research being done there is being done uh, with me as the investigator, and I work uh, as a contractor for Wake Research. Uh, they, that's a company which acquired the entity that I've worked with for 20 years. Uh, so it's called Wake Research Clinical Research Center of Nevada. And we have a number of trials going on here for COVID. Uh, I'm only allowed to talk about the sponsors who allow us to announce their names, like sure. Moderna, like uh, Pfizer. The phone number is 702-893-8968. And there is the, uh, the website as well, if they look up Wake Research CRCN. And they'll give, some, give them more information. I believe we'll be having uh, studies just in a meeting to do some. There are some new, uh, because the messenger RNA vaccines are now out there, with with the COVID trials, there in for a number of years they've worked on this platform for vaccines just that COVID came about and got it out. So they're looking at influenza vaccines using messenger RNA, which should should be a lot more effective than our our uh, 
regular flu vaccines, which are um, protein-based as well as there are some live attenuated vaccines. If uh, people recall the nasal mist vaccine for the flu, that's actually a live virus that's been changed so it doesn't make you sick. So there's a lot, there will be other, uh, there are always opportunities to do research or always things come upcoming. So if you have, uh, if anyone out there is interested in participating in uh, clinical trials, we're one of, uh, we, we will have other things for them. All righty. Um, uh, wait, where am I? Where's my? Oh, I don't know if I gave you what you needed, but. Um, wait one second, doctor. Um, Kevin, where's my video? I went over the Zoom time, so uh, where is it? I just put, um, I just put, are you still there, doctor? Here. Okay. You want to, want to do another zoom to continue or? Um, uh, I just need my meeting back. Where am I? Should I just start one right now? On. A new one? Let's just pretend I'm here. I don't know. It just went away. I believe it. It sounds like you. Jesus Christ. Your forty minutes our meeting is over, so you may want to start another meeting. Right, but where's the meeting? Where's the? You probably have to schedule a meeting or host. Uh, probably host a meeting. Do it right here. No, no just host a meeting. Oh, okay. With video on. Okay. Yes. Allow it. Yes. Start new meeting. Leave and start. I don't want to leave and start. I want to keep what I have. There we go. All righty. So maybe it'll just charge me later. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I've never worked with it. Okay. Well, we're going to, I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your explanation and thank you for your expertise, Dr. Levin. And I will have your information on my website. So everyone, you can go to itswhereiam.com. Look, click on the community resource page and you will see Dr. Levin's practice there, which is Henderson Pediatrics. So thank you so much for being here, Dr. Levin. My pleasure. Anytime. And I'd be happy to speak anytime you want to speak. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it because I will ask you to come back. All right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you are. Is that Curtis? You have to unmute yourself. Okay. How you oh. doing? Hi, Curtis. I'm well. <laughs> thank you for joining us. So this, hey, thank you for this segment is going to be called uh, the Community Spotlight. And okay. we're going to take a few moments to talk about what you do in the community. Okay. So tell Let's us. <laughs> well, I'm a martial artist. So I've been teaching martial arts in this community for about, I'd say about six or seven years now. Okay. And so where yeah. do you do that? Uh, I do that down at Doolittle Community Center. Awesome. Uh, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Love yeah. Doolittle. Mm -hmm. uh, I do that on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, uh, 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. No, I'm 5 p.m. To, to 9 p.m., yes. 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And so you're yeah. teaching children, correct, or adults, mm -hmm. or both? 
I, I teach children and adults. Children and adults at Doolittle Community Center, martial arts and boxing. Yes. And I also do boxing with Richard Steele's uh, gym. I'm an amateur promoter for Richard Steele's uh, boxing. Okay. Well, thank you for being a part of Community Spotlight. Uh, I will put your information on the website. I just want, you know, Las Vegas to know what's out there, what's happening, how they can get involved, and who's there to help. So I want to thank you for what you do. Is there anything else? Did you want to put out any social media handles or anything? Uh, social media handles, uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I really haven't got my social media network together yet. I am working on that, and I need to step up my... But if people want to get lessons from you, they can find you at Doolittle Community Center. And the yes. address there is... If I was better prepared... <laughs> it's on the I'm west not... side of Las Vegas, and yeah. I believe it's on J Street. And the cross streets yes, are Lake Mead and Martin Luther King. So there you go. There you go. It, the the cross streets are Lake, uh, Lake Mead and J Street. Lake Mead and J Street. All yeah, righty. So you can just Google Doolittle Community Center and find out the hours of Curtis's classes and get involved. All right. All righty. Thank you. It's thank you where I am. You're welcome. You are, you are beautiful this morning. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I want to thank all my 91.5 Jazz and More listeners for tuning in this morning. I'll be with you next month, Saturday at 8.30 a.m. Thank you. It's where I am.